Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Welcome to episode eight of the Rethink Podcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us again this week as we read through the Bible. Right now we're going through 1 John chapter 3. And so uh, go ahead and grab your Bible if you're able to right now so you can follow along with us. But before we get there, we've got some uh, some sort of housekeeping to take care of. I'd like to introduce my hosts. So first of all, I'm joined again by Megan. Hello, guys. Megan, why don't you introduce yourself for those who don't know you? My name is Megan Ashton, and I am the worship leader here at Rethink when we are actually gathering together. Um, But yeah. Great. (laughs) And also joining us for the first time ever is Corinne. Corinne, first of all, why don't you give yourself a little introduction for those who don't know you? Then I've got a few questions to ask you just so the listeners can kind of Get to know you a little bit better, all right? I'm Corinne. I work at Roths. I have a whole bunch of random jobs there. <laughs> and I go to Northwest Harvest Church here in Mac. Wonderful. Uh, so here's the questions. They're pretty straightforward and simple. And by the end of it, we all should know you very well. How do you take your coffee? Um, I normally get a latte. Um, and recently, I've been making a lot of whipped coffee at home. Yeah. Mm. That's the trend. I haven't tried it. It's really good. Okay. Could you guys explain whipped coffee? I've never heard of this. Sounds really good. So it's instant coffee and you mix it with whatever sweetener you want and then water, obviously, and then you just use like a hand mixer and whip it up and then mix it with some milk and ice and it's like iced coffee. So like instead of having like foamy milk, you're having foamy coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Kind of well, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds good. Foam, uh, Megan, you love your foamy milk. You you always do that. You've got that milk frother that you got for Christmas. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just a waste of counter space to me. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. You take your coffee whipped. Uh, next question. <laughs> what is your favorite hobby? Favorite hobby probably is just spending time with people. Um, people is kind of my main priority. Um, so any way I can hang out with my friends is my hobby, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's probably been a hard time for you then. Yeah, yeah. it's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, I'm glad that uh, we'll get more into this later in the show, but it sounds like things are slowly starting to yes. grow back. We'll see how it is. Grow back. So, yeah. <laughs> Open up. That's, yeah, that's better. <laughs> so your favorite hobby is people. All right. And then uh, last question. How long have you been a part of Rethink? Um, I've been a part of Rethink since the second week, which I was thinking about it. And I believe that was like end of January last year. So like a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, The only reason I didn't come to the first week was it was my dad's birthday. So (laughs) (laughs) bad timing there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, we're super glad that you're able to come and be on the show. And uh, we're looking forward to recording this episode, episode eight. Eight. Oh, so that means nine weeks since uh, in-person ministry got shut down. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Um, well, maybe even 10 weeks because it happened like right on a on a Monday morning is when we got the word that 
uh, we weren't allowed to meet anymore. We had to cancel Rethink. So it might even be like exactly 10 weeks coming up uh, the Monday that this is released. Yikes. Crazy. Pretty crazy. But anyway, uh, speaking of the podcast, for those of you wondering why we are even doing a podcast right now, is because we didn't want to lose the community that comes with uh, being a part of a young adult ministry. And uh, our goal is that people will listen to this and then talk about the questions at the end. We want everyone to stay connected and challenged and growing through this season. And and we've been praying for you guys. We really hope that uh, you've been able to do just that, is stay connected and challenged even through coronavirus, even when we can't have in-person ministry like we used to. Uh, we hope that you guys will listen to the podcast and then talk about the questions at the end over Zoom, FaceTime, text, Instagram, phone calls. You can even get together with one of your friends. We don't really care. We, we hope that uh, you guys will do that and that this podcast can be a blessing to you in this season. I wanted to give an update on the latest news on the Rethink shutdown. And this is some new news. We normally will say that we can't plan more than a week ahead because of how fast everything is changing and how we just make our best guesses moving forward. But we've officially gotten some some news from the government, the state of Oregon government, about the state going into their phase one of their plan to reopen. So that's good news. Go ahead and cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Excited. Um, and out of that, we realize that we can still be very careful and still meet and not necessarily a huge group. Um, but we're going to have a campfire on June 1st, and we're hoping to have campfires every week. So we're really looking forward to that. Mark your calendar, June 1st at 7 p.m., and uh, we'll basically just hang out around the campfire uh, you can invite your friends if you want. Just do some acoustic worship or whatever. Unfortunately, no food uh, for the first while of rethink because of sanitation issues. We don't, you know, we we still want to be careful and wise. And I also want to say, if you don't feel comfortable leaving your house at this time, or if you have at-risk family members that live with you, maybe you uh, would consider staying home for a little while longer. But uh, for a majority of people, we're ready to get out and we feel safe. And the state of Oregon has given the green light for small groups of, you know, uh, less than 25 to meet together. And because of that, we're having our first campfire. You guys looking forward to that? So excited. Yeah, it'll be really good to see people again and just be with the people. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to actually being able to worship with a group of people too yeah because oh yeah that's been so strange uh like you can go into it with the best intentions but there there is just something different about yeah. worshiping in your living room i like crave it i was thinking about that earlier today i just need like it's like i can you know i'm worshiping and like or like i'll worship by myself or whatever but it's really uh it's different to hear other people singing and that yeah. just really I think encourages, I mean, that's why we gather together too. It just is edifying, I think, to everybody. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm in that same boat too, just wanting to get back together. And I, I don't know, There's. it's just totally different to be in a room full of people singing praises to God than, you know, being with your family in your living room. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that'll. that's really exciting news. 
that's our update on the Rethink shutdown. So until June 1st, we'll be doing the podcast and uh, still haven't made the final decision about what will happen with the podcast once things start opening up. Ugh. Once things start opening up. <laughs> We'll probably uh, keep going. Um, it might be less frequent. It might take a different form. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I'll, I'll make sure to keep everyone updated as we move forward and, and pray and make plans for what's coming up. And feel free to give us your feedback, too. If you would like the podcast to keep going, um, you know, that would be a big deciding factor as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've loved hearing feedback from, you know, certain people about, who've enjoyed the podcast it's been really great uh to hear that encouragement it's what kept us going through this whole thing and so thanks for listening guys above all else maybe not above all else but above everything that we're doing right now we just really really hope that everyone stays uh connected through this time and that you feel like you're not isolated if you are feeling isolated please reach out please uh you can DM the uh, Rethink Instagram. That's Rethink underscore Mac. And if you do that, we will get you connected with someone. And, uh, we'll even just talk to you and, and help you work through whatever it is you may be going through. But just remember, don't stay isolated. Stay connected through this season. Uh, we want to remember that Rethink's not canceled. It just looks really, really different. Um, so you can still listen to this whenever you find it. Uh, but Monday nights is great. Because we used to have Rethink on Monday nights. And uh, then talk about the questions at the end with someone. That way we can all stay connected through this season. I wanted to get into some good news now. I know we've uh, got one good news story that Megan found. Megan, how about you go ahead and share that with us? Yeah, so we all know Guy Fieri. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, we all know him. We all know him. <laughs> um, he is, if you don't know him, he is, he's a chef, right? Chef kind for, of. he's on that, that <laughs> uh, show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, or I don't know. Yeah, if Dives, Drivers, and. But yeah, so Guy Fieri and some family and friends did a mobile kitchen to feed first responders and hospital workers at the hospital in Santa Rosa, California. And that was this past Wednesday, May 13th. And we just thought that that was really cool and encouraging um, people just kind of stepping out using their gifts and talents to bless the people that are working long, hard days during this time. Did it say what he cooked? It said that he took his guys, his 48 foot guys smokehouse stagecoach mobile kitchen <laughs> whatever that means so it looks like it's like a large food truck essentially um 48 foot long food truck yeah i don't know wow is that big if i was a celebrity <laughs> chef it's like a big rv right yeah yeah if i was a celebrity chef i would definitely make a 48 foot long mobile kitchen <laughs> just saying <laughs> Yeah. But it doesn't cool. say like specifically what he cooked. So it says one masked Memorial employee, that's Memorial Hospital, after another accepted an autographed box containing pulled pork, pasta with veggies, Caesar salad and focaccia with caramelized onions and Parmesan. Wow. That's that was it. That's high class. I wouldn't yeah. have expected that from Guy. Corinne, are you familiar with Guy at all? Um, Not really. His <laughs> face looks familiar. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, he's a he's definitely a character um, and he's famous for going around the country and eating at like all like these the show. tiny. Yeah. Dives, 
that that apparently have really good food and then he like goes and tastes it and is like he's always like this is amazing yeah but he's <laughs> famous for eating like like quadruple stacked giant cheeseburgers and oh. things with lots and lots and lots of sauce and cheese yeah it's always very greasy foods but so that's what i was expecting you know i don't know how the hospital workers would have thought yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah. But pretty cool. He makes a lot of small places, local places famous. Yeah. 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 So, so that's kind of cool. He just seems like an all around good guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I, I think that we could all be a guy, Fieri, especially through quarantine, all the cooking. Have you been cooking a lot? I have been cooking more, probably. Um, me and Laurel have been making cinnamon rolls, which mm. probably need to stop making cinnamon oh, rolls. Man, that sounds so, like like homemade cinnamon yeah. rolls. Oh wow, they're really yeah. good. Dang, are they better than the ones in a tube? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I've had those. So. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, that, that's like whenever I have cinnamon rolls, I just break open the tube. That's crazy that you're home making them. Well, we're not eating sh- like refined sugar so we have to like substitute all of our baking we make our oh, own i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> <laughs> but so, they're turning out good yeah they're really good do okay. they how do you make cinnamon rolls without sugar refined sugar so we use we normally use maple syrup for sweetener and then for the filling i think it was like monk fruit sweetener Is that monk fruit weird I that's, think a, that's one called? i'd like to try yeah <laughs> i'm not so it's more of the consistency of sugar for the filling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, interesting. Monk fruit. I'll have to look into that. I yeah. could be wrong, but I thinking that's what we used. <laughs> so do you buy like the actual fruit or is it like an extract? No. Okay. Yeah. It's right, like you right. buy it and it's in a bag like sugar. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Well, that's awesome that you're, yep. you have the skills to make cinnamon rolls <laughs> without just buying them from a tube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, giving Guy Fieri a run for his money. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, um, that's some good news in our world today. People are doing what they can, even if they're just celebrities. Now, though, it is time we go ahead and get into the meat of our scripture. Corinne, could you go ahead and pray for us going into this? Yeah. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would come and be with this time as we're diving into your word. And I just pray that everyone where they're at when they're listening to the podcast, that they would just be able to um, experience your presence, God. And I just pray as we're going forward that you would just give us guidance in how to proceed with all of the goings on with Corona. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Megan, go ahead and read the first section for us. All right. So First John chapter 3, starting in verse 1, says, See... What great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and whatever we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. 
The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning, because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are, and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. What what stood out to you guys from that? Well, for me, last part especially that I just read is really strong, saying that no one who is born of God will continue to sin, and then anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child. All, like all of these, these are like strong language. I guess I'm wondering if that's true, you know, even though like I believe everything in the Bible is true, but I know that like I'm not perfect and I am a child of God and I, you know, love him, but I also think I still sin sometimes, you know? So this is saying that like, you know, it's kind of saying, I think that's, and that's, we're all in that boat. There's nobody in this world that doesn't sin anymore because we have that nature. I, I think you're bringing up a great point. And uh, it definitely, this is like a huge theological thing to wrestle with. Yeah. Because some people will read this and then the theology that they pull out of it is, well, obviously there is a process. Everyone acknowledges that. But then some will say there's a time in your faith when you become perfect. Yeah, where you like achieve the level of sinlessness or whatever. But then other people will read this and say, well, the perfection comes when Jesus returns. I definitely more align with that. If you look at verse two again, it says this, beloved, we are God's children now and what we will be has not yet appeared, Mm. but we know that when he appears, we will be like him Yeah, because we shall see him as he is. You know, so I, I think yeah. that definitely answers the question um, it, that that you were kind of proposing there as yeah. well. Does that mean I'm not a child of God? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It, it's a process and the process is complete when uh, we see him, when he appears, um, as we see right here in verse two. Yeah, no, that's really good. I feel like uh, Corinne in our group a lot. Uh, back when we were still meeting together, <laughs> we would always end up doing that where we'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What was like the beginning saying? And almost like sometimes I feel like you have to read it and then you kind of have to like read it backwards um, in a sense and say, okay, wait, what was he saying before he said this? And so like, what's the context? What does this really mean? And so, yeah, yeah. no, that makes that makes sense. And that shows even how I was going to say that shows like the father's heart and even the very first verses, see what great love the father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I thought the first part was kind of cool how um, it was talking about how like the um, my version says, but the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool because like the world's kind of always like trying to pick Christians apart, especially and like pull them apart and stuff and kind of, um, but like they don't know God. And so like, they don't know, um, 
like they can't recognize that we are of him and belong to him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. And and also one thing that I see when I read this, um, I'm just so thankful just how much grace God has and how much God loves us that when we are in sin, when we're not perfect, how we are right now in this world, he doesn't abandon us. He doesn't yeah. leave us to that, you know, and, and he doesn't hate hate us. Yeah. See, he loves us. We're beloved. We're God's children. As Back to verse two. That's how it opens up. Yeah. Beloved, we are God's children now. And because he loves us, he wants to see us redeemed. Yeah. And he's calling us back to him always. And so when we read this, it can be easy to feel guilty about the sins that we are stuck in, which, I mean, there's a conviction there from the Holy Spirit that we, we always want to be growing and getting better. Yeah. But then we don't need to worry about not being good enough for God as long as we're striving to know him better and to be in right relationship with him and we're doing our best, like our honest best, then uh, we're going to be redeemed fully in the end yeah you know mm-hmm. and um even like kind of what you were talking about um before like we all are still like we have us in nature and we are going to sin like that's none of us are perfect um but we also are like as god's children we're all born again and so yeah. um we're all made new in that and um, even though we still are probably going to sin, we're like, we aren't sinners anymore. Mm. Um, like that's not our identity. Yeah. Um, like our identity is in God and we are God's children. And even though we're still going to fall, sometimes that we're still going to sin. That's not our identity and who yeah. we are. And like, I think reading that, that's kind of, even though like it can seem so harsh, um, yeah. but like if you're, but I think. I kind of read it as like that's not your identity so like your identity is you are God's child even yeah. though you're going to fall sometimes like you can always come back to that cuz that's who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it brings us back to the idea that like Jesus saved us. God saved us from our sin, right? yeah. you know. And then in saving us, he gave us the Holy Spirit. Like what we read in uh when we read Ephesians in chapter 1, uh it talked about how the Holy Spirit is a seal on our hearts for the time to come. Yeah. Which, and then we jump over to Revelation. We learn the time to come is when there's the new earth, the new heaven, where all, everything is completely new and uh, we're walking physically living with God again, like what Adam did before the fall. And uh, so we, we look here now and we see there's a, there's a middle, there's a process to get from one thing to the next. And right now we're marked by the Holy spirit and we're being grown and changed, have a heart for God and a heart for what is good. And we're being changed from our sin nature into uh, walking blameless with God. And that's fully realized when in the end it's fully realized. Yeah. I love that. Also, I did want to point out uh, verse three. um, So like, the promise that's in verse two of like when Christ appears, we shall be like him um, for we will see him as he is. Uh, but then verse three says, all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Mm-hmm. And so it's like because of that promise that we will be like him when Christ comes back, um, that hope, um, that's that's why we work, you know, to purify um, ourselves in a sense. 
and we want to to live according to to the word and to live like Jesus um I, like that's what invokes that response in God's people yeah I always think about that when people ask like well why do Christians not do this why does it matter it's because we want to be imitators of Jesus we want to we love God and God loves us and God hates sin so we don't want to do anything that looks like sin at all we want to live fully devoted to the God that loves us and uh, it comes off as you know, imitating Jesus. That's what we want to do. Megan, go ahead and keep reading now. So verse 11, for this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in, and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Yeah, that, that goes back too, to being marked the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, is that we know he abides us <laughs> abides us what <laughs> <laughs> we know that he abides in us by the spirit mm-hmm. that he has given us yeah i i just think that's so amazing <laughs> you know um what's your guys' thoughts after reading all that um something that stood out to me was just how much i mean like it's over and over in the bible but like how much love matters to god that to him you if it's if you don't love someone it's as bad as murder like yeah but to him not loving someone is that extreme um and just like how important that is to him to like love on people that not doing it is like as bad as murder yeah 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 that was making me think about hate Mm -hmm. and like it's a really intense thing to truly hate somebody um like and and that's why it makes sense like that it would be as bad as murder because you're you're wishing like bad things on a person you know you're wishing death on a person if you hate them um and like that's so not god's heart Mm -hmm. and so um yeah that was making me think of like okay what does it actually mean 
to hate somebody that it would be compared to murder but it makes sense yeah yeah and and in the bible there's a lot of like contrast is a very popular in in the biblical writers use that a lot you know they'd compare mm-hmm. life to death and in this case you know it's comparing evil or sin against love or hate against love and we see that the world is full of hate look at verse 13 do not be surprised that the world hates you and then when we come into life with god we're filled by love and and we know god by his love and people know that we're of god by the love that we show um i mean god ultimate act of love was dying in our place like what we talked about a little just a few minutes ago about how God loves us so much even when we're filthy dirty sinful beings that honestly can't blend with how set apart and beautiful God is he stepped down and and died in our place that's the ultimate act of love that we base all of our action off of and we know other places in scripture love covers a multitude of sins and so we talk about um a minute ago at the beginning of the chapter we were talking about how you know our ultimate what we're looking forward to the future reality is that there won't be sin anymore we'll be walking blameless before god but then the antidote to sin now is love Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. having love and seeking love seeking what is good and receiving receiving love love. from god yeah Yeah. and so yeah love is a it's a big deal (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, I love how in verse 16. You love just, it? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just how it's, you know, this is how we know what love is. It's like yeah. this is the definition of love is Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And so, yeah, that's like, I mean, if we think about it, that is the ultimate like way of loving somebody. If you are willing to like give up your life in that person's place. Um, and that was displayed for us by, by Jesus. And the biggest way that we can hate someone unintentionally is wanting them to die. Well, yeah, just being okay. That's being like, okay with them dying. <laughs> or how about being okay with them not having a relationship with God? Cause when, right, right when you're talking about, you know, in verse 16, it says, uh, it, by this we know love. And then in verse 17, it says here, if uh, we see our brother in need, but then we close our heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? If we don't share the love that God has given us, we're hating people. Hmm. If we aren't, you know, leading people into relationship with Jesus, you know, and I can think of a few relationships in my life where I'm a little bit passive on that where I should be taking every chance I have to, with my words, outwardly talk about Jesus with people. Yeah. But also in 18, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And so to literally that, because that's what I was thinking too. Yes, absolutely. We want to be talking about God and sharing with people with our words. Um, about his goodness and his love but 
like that's where it's so much more when we're living that out and it's in our actions because you can love someone in action and not necessarily mean it yeah Mm -hmm. like you can act like you love someone but like in your brain you're like just doing this for the way it looks yeah but like loving someone in truth might be your actions are like it's like your it's a heart in your heart you love People. Your intentions you and your person. actions match. Yeah. And that's why we have to pray that God would, you know, supernaturally allow us to have the love that he has and that he would change our heart, you know? Yeah. Something that I just thought, too, about how to love somebody with actions and in truth is to love people in almost in the way of, like, calling them higher. Yeah. Like, it's loving people to call them out of their sin you're not just like loving them i mean obviously like you want to be loving of people in general but it's more loving to call people out of their sin to call them out of the the addiction and the things that are bad for them and to love them by sharing the truth of what the bible says and yeah and you know the love of of jesus in the truth of that. So that's kind of came to my mind too, of like maybe that's what that means too. Yeah, that's good. I just uh, want to reread uh, the last couple verses there. And this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and we love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. So just seek God. Seek God's ways. Seek love. Ask God for love, for real love in your heart. A love that's rooted in truth. And uh, seek the spirit too. I think that's kind of the, the conclusion, you know, from that. Well, that was First uh, John chapter 3. Thank you guys for reading along with us. I hope that you were inspired or encouraged. I hope that God spoke through that. And uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast, I, I just, uh, uh, my prayer is that you're encouraged through this time and uh, look forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope to see you all on June 1st. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, read out our questions now you can find these questions on the rethink blog and on instagram that's rethink underscore mac and here they are do you consider yourself a child of god what does it look like to fully realize being a child of god read verse six is this especially convicting to you do you find it difficult to love people from your heart is there someone you could love better like i said you can find these questions on the rethink blog and on instagram But now it's time for some final thoughts to wrap up the show. Megan, final thoughts? Yeah, so I just wanted to point out again in verse 23 where it says, and this is his command, God's command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. So just the the idea that, you know, if you are not walking with the Lord right now and you're kind of thinking of, you know, this whole Christian thing, what is, what is this? What is God like? 
are there all these rules to follow or whatever, but that his main command is to believe in Jesus and what he did for you and to, to love. And that's, that's who God is. He is love. Um, and he showed that through Jesus and he has commanded us. His command is to love one another, which is, um, that just shows his heart. Wonderful. Corinne, final thoughts? This is just such a special time where we can just spend time diving into God and just getting to know his heart and how he um, just loves on us and loves on other people. And then through that, through getting to know God's heart, we can just um, learn how to pour that out onto other people. Like really learning how to love other people, the best way to do that is to just learn about God and learn about God's heart. Mm -hmm. That's great. And my final thought is that home is your first church. And so we can't depend on Sunday mornings or gathering with people anymore for our own growth in our faith. It all depends on you. And so take this time now to call someone text someone doesn't matter just talk about these questions that way we can all continue to challenge each other and grow through the season looking forward to see you on june 1st adios sayonara see you later (laughs) (laughs) all right good job oh wait there's one more thing never mind that's not sweet Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> sinning from the beginning. <laughs> okay, sorry.